Broadcasting from within the borders of the greatest success story the world has ever known, the United States of America. It's time for an honest discussion from a fresh new conservative voice. The C.L. Bryant Show. Welcome back. Welcome back, everybody, to the C.L. Bryant Show. I am C.L. Bryant, uh, recently returned from a very dark passage uh, of uh, my life, and uh, glad to be back with you here today, uh, friends. Uh, there is a lot for us to talk about um, here on the show, uh, but by way of uh, stepping back into um, the, uh, the the work that I do, and I, I promised my wife um, about a month ago uh, now, I promised her that uh, the work that I do I would continue doing with all of my might. She made me make that promise, and I, I made that promise with God's help. I will, as uh, most of you have heard, I uh, lost uh, my my best friend, uh, my companion of 46 years, uh, uh, someone who no doubt in, in whatever universe you live would be the best human being there, uh, Jane Bryant, my wife. And um, we are going to uh, have her memorial service in Shreveport, Louisiana on the 21st, the 21st of um, March, the 21st of March at Word of God Ministries Church. That's uh, 6645 West Burt Kuntz Industrial Loop uh, there in Shreveport, 11 o'clock. Uh, there on the 21st, 11 o'clock on the 21st, join us at Word of God um, Church uh, for the memorial celebration of uh, my wife, uh, Jane Bryant. Um, friends, um, I have found over the last um, few weeks that it's uh, an amazing business, this thing of being born loving each other, living, <clears throat> pardon me, and of course dying. Life, that's what it all boils down to, life, the entire cycle, being born, God giving us the choice to love, the experience of living, and of course the inevitability that life will end. And I think it was C.S. Lewis that wrote one time that uh, we all are aware when we enter into uh, these types of relationships, human relationships, that one of us could, in fact, go to another life before the other would. It's just a part of the deal. Very seldom do couples leave together. 
And so um, there are ways to deal with the grief. And I thank God that he gives us other people. And I want to thank all of you for your kind words and tweets and emails and and so forth uh, that that you have I've received over these last uh, two weeks and a uh, few weeks that uh, you know Jane has been gone but she knew that the best medicine for me knowing that she would be experiencing a life that I could never imagine or any of us could uh, being in the joys of our Savior's love uh, she knew that the best remedy for me, and that's why she made me promise to jump back into what I I do with all of my heart, with all of my strength. Uh, She knew that this would be the best medicine uh, for me and uh, not to worry about her because um, as we know, as we believe and have faith to see, she is just fine. It is us who have to trudge along and it is us who have to continue on this walk of life. And so we find ourselves living in various states uh, in the United States. We have 50 of them. Uh, If you want to look at um, Puerto Rico, 51. Uh, We have uh, states that all have different characteristics. And each one of us pardon me, have um, various roles that we play in whatever state we happen to live that actually gives that place some flavor. Oh, yeah. Each one of you add in your own way, various dashes of flavor to whatever state, community that you live in. We find ourselves in these various states of existence as far as citizens are concerned, but we find ourselves in various states of existence as far as our journey, our human journey is concerned. And the question that we as Americans must and are asking ourselves at this very time is what type of course do we set for ourselves into our immediate American future. You see, as it was before when we elected Donald John Trump as president of the United States, it is indeed the Supreme Court that is the crown jewel of who it is and who it will be to appoint justices to the Supreme Court as maturing, aging justices on the court step down. 
Ruth Bader Ginsburg, although it appears he may live to be, uh, you know, uh, 150 years old, and uh, she will spend most of the rest of that uh, 70 years that she may have on the Supreme Court. It, it is a lifetime appointment. I, I think we nearly need, really need to look at that type of thing, uh, whether or not we, we should, you know, continue that. I don't know. But in all uh, things running according to schedule, Donald John Trump gets four more years in the White House. It is within reason that at least two Supreme Court justices will be ready to step down. So it is just as important to uh, the Democrats to come up with some type of remedy for their malady at this point in time because of the Supreme Court than any other thing. I mean, you have the White House, you have the Supreme Court uh, appointees, you have the House, you have the Senate. That would be the bleakest of bleak pictures for Democrats and the most jubilant pictures for those of us who embrace fiscal conservatism, the rules of law, lower taxes, and uh, deregulations as far as businesses and practices uh, of um, their economic acumen is concerned. Yeah, let them make money. Let the fish swim. That's what this president, that's his philosophy. That's what he does. He lets the fish swim. And friends, uh, when we think about what is necessary for an economy to boom, where is it has never boomed like this before. When we think about what's necessary for that to happen, then it's exactly what the president has done. Am I right? It's exactly what the president has done. He's unleashed American enterprise, unleashed American business. And for that, he is being uh, crucified. Huh? Coronavirus would be much worse on us if Donald John Trump had not had not taken the actions that he took early on by barring entrance of Chinese to this country. 
it's it's bone chilling. It, it it's skin crawling type of uh, amazing when we think about how the hand of God protects our nation. When we think about how we have been spared what some other nations are lamenting right now. Yet, we want to turn this, the coronavirus even, into a political football. Yeah. A political football. Think about this. And and I got a real talk coming out uh, here this week. Um, a real talk. Uh, Freedom Works um, and I collaborate on a real talk um, coming out this week. And, and, and this is what I want you to think about. The only way that anything good happens for the Democrats is if something bad happens to you. <laughs> yeah, don't don't let that crisis, don't let a crisis go to waste. So what is crisis for you is opportunity for them. It's almost as though they want the coronavirus to spread. It's almost as though, and Bill Maher uh, is uh, quoted as as saying that uh, the only way to stop Trump is if we have a recession. The only way to have something that is um, uh, beneficial to them as far as this this, um, election season is concerned is for something bad to happen to you. Yeah. Good for them if somehow there are cases of Corona because they can scream and jump up and shout and uh, blame Trump for whatever they deem essential to blame Trump for. Or they can hope that somehow the economy crashes or somehow we go into recession. They think that's good. Oh, you know, as 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 a uh, old uh, old uh, minister of the gospel, uh, pastor of uh, three former churches, three former churches. I know that you Christians are familiar with the warning that a day will come when. Uh, a society of men and laws and people will call good evil and evil good. Huh? And, And how they will try and dress it up as though their concern is for the general welfare of the public. This, my friends, this 
is the hypocrisy that we are dealing with today. This is the hypocrisy that we are dealing with here today. Yeah. And so coronavirus, according to uh, the, the Democrats, is good if somehow they can blame Trump for it. And it's good for them if somehow they can blame Trump for it. If the economy slows down, if jobs stop uh, being as bountiful as they have been, if unemployment uh, goes back up, That's bad for you, but it's good for the Democrats. (laughs) Uh, Now, how sick and twisted is that? Oh, that's pretty sick and twisted. There is no doubt about it. But hey, let's understand that There is method to that madness. And the method to that madness is simple as this. It's as simple as this. Don't let a crisis go to waste. Use it to emotionally manipulate those who are uh, susceptible to emotional manipulation. Yeah. And who are they? They are those who have embraced the belief that they don't have a chance. They have embraced the belief that they don't have a chance because there is someone calling the man is has their his foot their foot perpetually on their necks and there's nothing they can do about it now friends you don't talk about hopeless helpless sad That thought is helpless, hopeless, and sad. I'm CL. This is the CL Bryant Show, and there is hope. There is help on the way for those of you who are helpless, hopeless, and sad. Stay tuned. Be right back after these brief words. David Harris Jr. coming up. Red State Talk Radio is now available as a voice command on your Amazon Echo and Echo Dot by simply saying, Alexa, play Red State Talk Radio. Red State Talk Radio on TuneIn. 
turn to every single American. Now, we've been hearing all these stories about sanctuary cities, sanctuary cities that... You can now find us on the Amazon Echo and Echo Dot, on TuneIn, on iHeartRadio, and we also have the phone apps in the App Store for your particular phone. And just in case we activated your Echo Dot, Alexa, stop. CL back with you on this great day in the USA. And yes, the sun will come out tomorrow. Bet your bottom dollar that tomorrow there will be sun. And um, friends, one of the things that I have learned, as all of you know, I'm, I travel quite a bit. And um, it's strange sometimes how you uh, take off uh, in the rain. I mean, uh, no, no, I'm not talking about storm clouds, but I'm talking about rain. Uh, they won't let you take off uh, with uh, thunder, with uh, lightning within, what, five five miles, I think it is, of the um, of the, the um, air base or the um, airfield, airport. But if you're taking off in the rain, it may be cloudy and you can't not see the ceiling. You cannot see the sky. But once you fly up above, yeah, the the clouds, the amazing thing is the sun is there. The blue sky is there. And uh, it's an amazing thing when we think about uh, this this thing, um, this business that we find ourselves um, involved in so many times, this business of being born, uh, this business of loving, living, and then uh, eventually dying. If all of you know, uh, these last... Um, few weeks I've been in the, some of the darkest moments uh, my wife and I have been together um, 46 years this April and um, since I was 18 yeah she and I uh, have been companions and uh, it's it's uh, one of those things where there's just no way to describe uh, the grief of losing a life, a long-time uh, spouse relationship like um, she and I had. And um, one of the things that is important to me, to, and that is to keep a promise that I made to Jane, my wife, uh, two weeks before uh, she went uh, home to uh, her to glory. Um and and the life that she's experiencing now, I just cannot, there's eyes have not seen, ears have not heard, neither has it entered into the hearts of men, uh, the things that God has in store for them uh, that love him. And uh, Jane loved him. And so I have no uh, doubt in my heart that she is experiencing those things that we cannot even imagine uh, right now. And so... Um, the, the grieving process, even when you're talking about you're grieving over the loss of things you used to know about your country is a strange thing. 
and people do it differently. And and I'm thinking that uh, what we are seeing, um, unfortunately, here in America, is you do have some people who are truly grieving over the loss of what used to be. Uh-huh. And then, then you have some who uh, can only think of the bad things about what used to be. And uh, yes, uh, anytime you look back into any history, whether it's personal, national, uh, business, what have you, whenever you look back into the history of anything or anybody, you are going to see the good and the bad. And the question then becomes what do you weigh most heavily? What do you what do you weigh most heavily, the good or the bad, or do you weigh them together? Do you take them as a sum total of uh, who we are, where we are, as uh, American and uh, America? Huh? Is there a sum total? There, that the good and the bad somehow in a Judeo-Christian founded society, uh, the belief that all things work together for the good of those who who love God, who are called according to his purpose. And so when we look at who we have been and who we are as Americans, uh, there are so many times we just cherry pick the bad things about our history without looking that at how all things do, in fact, work together for our good. Someone who certainly knows that is my next guest, uh, David Harris, Jr. I am so happy to have him on with me. He's one of my colleagues with Black Voices for Trump. Uh, He and I, uh, along with so many other notables, are founding members of that uh, advisory board. He is uh, the author of the book, Why I Couldn't Stay Silent. Help me welcome back to the show my friend and podcast host on his own, David Harris Jr. Welcome back, C.L. Bryant Show. How are you, man? C.L., I'm good, my brother. Thank you so much for having me on. And let me just first say my prayers, my thoughts are with you in this time. Um, it's, I can't even imagine what you're going through, but I do know who the God of all comfort is and, uh, and he's with you. And I just pray that he would continue to comfort you in this time, that he would give you peace and rest and, uh, and strength because you are needed in this fight. You are a champion in this fight. And I'm honored to be your brother, sir. So thank you so much for having me. Thank you so much for that, uh, David. Uh, you just don't know what that means, and I don't have the words to tell you what it means to me. Uh, thank you so much. Uh, I promised Jane uh, that I would continue doing what I have done for years with all of my might and with help of friends and brothers like you. Uh, I certainly look forward to uh, seeing you on the trail and engaging in this fight together. David, let's talk about um, your book. Let's talk about why I couldn't stay silent because that's exactly what I'm hearing here from you and we are plowing the way so others can come out and be vocal as well. Why couldn't you stay silent? Talk to us about it. 
what I saw taking place in 2016 is the same exact thing that's taking place right now. I truly believe that our country is hanging in the balance. Uh, I believe that, uh, you know, what the former President Obama, what he was trying to do to our country, uh, again, as a person of color, member of the black community, I'm an American first. I'm a Christian, actually, first. And one thing my good Christian mother taught me was to judge uh, a, a person, a politician, by how they vote, not what they say on stage. And so when I first heard of, of Barack uh, being able to potentially become the first president, of course, as a member of the black community, I was excited about that possibility and that thought process. But then I began to research how he voted. And when I saw that he had voted uh, for late-term abortion, understanding that that is literally dismembering babies in the womb, and then I also saw that he voted against a bill that would provide medical treatment to babies that had survived abortion attempts. I didn't care what color he was. He wasn't going to get my vote. And that is still what we're up against right now. If this president that we currently have, uh, for some reason, is not reelected, the Democrat Party has made it very clear that they will uh, push abortion as far as they can, um, anytime, anywhere, for any reason, up to any time, uh, the point of, uh, up to the point of birth, and even after they're already talking about it. And to me, CL, that is just purely evil. It is absolutely evil. So back, when I wrote the book, it was me sharing what I felt was at stake for this country. Um, it is still at stake in this country right now. And as a Christian, regardless of maybe the, the rhetoric that we hear from the president that we don't like, as a Christian and as a, a member of the human race that understands harming an innocent baby in the womb uh, is not right, there's only one choice, and, uh, and that's President Donald J. Trump. So I share that. I talk about what I believe the new civil rights movement is, which is a movement of black Americans waking up to their rich heritage of faith and saying, we need God. We need to honor our values, and we need to vote and support those that honor our Christian values. And I believe that movement is happening, and it's a part of what Black Voices for Trump is, is doing with you and I and, and so many great others, is trying to reach the black community with the values that matter to us and to all Americans. Man. And I pass the liberal mainstream media that refuses to share what this president is doing for the black community. Absolutely well said. Uh, David Harris Jr. is my guest, author of the book, Why I Couldn't Stay Silent, uh, founding member of uh, the advisory board, Black Voices for Trump, in his own right, a voice throughout our nation. He is my special guest. David, let me ask you this then. Um, you and I can talk about this uh, because we understand the nature of it and maybe we can present it in a way that uh, is understandable to to others black or white but particularly the black community why is it in so many cases we will research a candidate and we'll understand that that candidate is not voting uh, the way our traditional values are but yet our uh, emotional attachment to color uh, overshadows our common sense. Is there an explanation from your point of view for that? Let's talk about that from your point of view. 
I believe that because America does have the stain of slavery uh, in its history and because it has been kept in the mainstream media and championed and rallied by Democrats as them professing to be the saviors of the black community, which couldn't be further from the truth. I mean, if you research and understand the Democrat Party was the party of slavery, was the party of segregation, was the party that founded the KKK. Uh, if you, when you understand those things, it, it, it for for a member of the black community to to understand those things, it causes a uh, an, inter- an interesting, I think, dynamic in the person's mind. I, I think we are a proud people, and I think because of what our our people have been through in this country, we have a tendency to want to uh, really stand up uh, and really be proud of that. But I think that that can actually work against us because a Pride comes before a fall, and and B, when you're proud about something, sometimes you can't. It's harder to change your mind based on truths or based on new evidence. And so, unfortunately, because so much of the black community was raised with this ideology and belief, a lot of a lot of folks. It's kind of like Spike Lee. I was thinking about Spike Lee and him coming out calling us all that were at the White House and in the Oval Office with the president, calling us house slaves. And I said, you know, I wonder if if Spike Lee was one of those that was raised in a house where I've got black friends that have shared this with me. My parents didn't do this. I'm thankful. But I've got friends that said their parents always said the white man is evil. Republicans are evil. And they actually were raised to hate white people. And I said, now, isn't it interesting that maybe Spike Lee, and I can't say this for a fact, but the fact that he would call out members of his own community and liken them to house slaves because they had the invitation and the honor to sit with the president of the United States. It goes back to the core of what I believe the black community is battling. And it's an identity crisis. It's absolutely an identity crisis. Wow. Our identity has been shared and told that the Democrat party are champions. The Democrat party is not our, is not who we are. We're, we're not a party. We are a people. We are Americans. And for, all intents and purposes, our rich heritage is of faith in God. So we've got to get back to that identity, but uh, we have to understand that that's what the issue is first. Friends, and we then, want to I examine uh, and delve change. deeper into this. We're going to delve deeper into this with David Harris Jr. After a, a brief break, David, I hope you can stay with me through the break here for just uh, a few more minutes because Absolutely. Uh, there is something that you and I uh, need to discuss, and I want to hear it from your point of view. Uh, folks, that's why um, we build the bridge every day to conversation, hopefully bringing you conversation that normally you don't have discussed on uh, on other shows, we have guests like David Harris Jr., who, in fact, knows how to discuss those things that we talk around but never actually unpack in our conversation. And one of the things that I, I want to talk to you about when we come back, David, is it, uh, David Harris Jr., is this. Um, you mentioned Spike Lee, and uh, I know so many others who um, uh, I actually approached Spike uh, to help me with Runaway Slave. That uh, was crickets, man. But uh, but just the same, uh, <laughs> let me tell you, uh, I, I, I often wonder, do they know better 
than they are saying. Does Al Sharpton actually know better? Did Jess, does Jesse Jackson Jackson know uh, better? Uh, you know, John Lewis and the like, you know, people like that. Uh, do they actually know better? And uh, I want to discuss that and unpack that with David Harris uh, Jr. when we return after the break. David, uh, before we go to break, tell people how to get in touch with you and how to get a hold of your work. My website is davidharrisjr.com, and that's where a person can get the book, Why I Couldn't Stay Silent. Um, it's also on Audible, so if a person likes to listen to uh, books, uh, I did the narration for that myself, so you can get Why I Couldn't Stay Silent on Audible. And all the links for all my social media handles are all on my website. They're all David J. Harris, Jr. David Harris, Jr. is my special guest. Black Voices for Trump, he is, along with me, C.L. Bryant. And we're going to return when we'll be talking about this particular question. We'll be unpacking this particular question. Does so-called black leaders like Al Sharpton, Jesse Jackson, John Lewis, you name them, uh, the usual suspects, do they really know better than they present themselves? Are we looking at uh, something that is truly a charade? My guest, David Harris Jr. and I are called, uh, you know, house niggers. Uh, pardon me, you know, sorry, you, you know, ears out there, but that's what we're called uh, for. Honored, yeah, being honored, point. for being honored. And, of course, this year, I didn't get yeah. a chance to go this year, but let me tell you, being honored in that way, why would one group person in your ethnicity, in your group of, 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 of ethnocentricity, ethnocentricity, call you something bad for being honored? And so we're going to unpack that when we come back because, friends, let me tell you, there is something twisted going on here that need be investigated. And I can't think of a better person to unpack it with than David Harris Jr., author of Why I Couldn't Stay Silent. One with me here today. CL, back for the first time since uh, the loss of my beloved wife. She's enjoying a, a lifestyle and life now that I none of us can possibly imagine. Eyes have not seen, ears have not heard, neither has it entered into the hearts of any of us what God has in store for those who love him. And now a part of that cloud of witnesses watching us run our race. Uh, I am happy uh, that uh, she is now free of pain and and um, the woes and worries of this world. One day, we'll all join her in uh, that place. I'm CL. Be back with David Harris Jr. Don't go anywhere. You thought I was worth saving So you came and changed my life You thought I was worth keeping So you clean up inside you thought I was to die for so you 
Red State Talk Radio is now available as a voice command on your Amazon Echo and Echo Dot by simply saying, Alexa, play Red State Talk Radio. Red State Talk Radio on TuneIn. Turn to every single American. Now, we've been hearing all these stories about sanctuary cities, sanctuary cities that... You can now find us on the Amazon Echo and Echo Dot on TuneIn, on iHeartRadio, and we also have the phone apps in the App Store for your particular phone. And just in case we activated your Echo Dot, Alexa, stop. Stand up for America. Then Americans, stand up, stand up, stand up. God bless you. God bless America. CL back with you today on the CL Bryant show. It is a great day in the USA. And my special guest is David Harris Jr. Go to DavidHarrisJr.com where you can find his book, Why I Couldn't Stay Silent. And uh, when we left, I was posing a, a question that I wanted to unpack and, and uh, talk about here today. When we look at so-called black leaders uh, in in, uh, in America, and you know I'm the usual suspects. Uh, Al Sharpton leading uh, has been leading the pack, and uh, you know, and so forth. The question is, do they know better? Uh, than they actually represent themselves. Uh, is that truly uh, what they are, are thinking? Have they thought that historically? David, when we look at the uh, people who folks look to as so-called black leaders, is it possible that we are being led or being misled by folks who actually know better? Talk to us about that. Do they know better than they're talking? What do you think? I do believe that they do know better, uh, and it's. I think it's. I think it's different depending on who it is. I think that the politicians, like the Jeff, Jesse Jacksons, like the Al Sharptons, um, I, I believe hopefully that they were champions for the black community. But I believe also that at some point money became an issue, and we we understand from the greatest book that we've ever had the opportunity to to read, uh, the love of money is the root of all evil. The only thing and the only reason why I could uh, imagine an individual would purposely sell out any other individual, especially members of their own community, is for the love of money. And we know specifically that black pastors were paid to push certain rhetoric and narratives and even endorse Planned Parenthood back in the day when that was a eugenics program to wipe out black people founded by uh, a racist woman, Margaret Sanger, that absolutely wanted to wipe blacks and Jews off the face of the map. So it's not far-fetched to understand for for individuals to grow in their notoriety for championing, supposedly championing the black community, uh, and then at some point changing their direction, their course of action based on money. I mean, hey, we've all been tempted from from time to time or even every day to do this, that, or the other. And until a person's been tempted with an enormous amount of money, popularity, and support by individuals that uh, that don't have their own people's interest at heart, you know, we won't know what that feels like. It's easy to say, and I, I can confirm and say that I, I know I would not. But for the average person, 
to be thrust into a spotlight and be a champion and then be tested and tempted with money and power. Uh, I believe that some people, it's, it's a history, it's a story as old as time. Some people do waver. And once they get off that course, I think it's so hard for them to get back on the right course. Then they have to champion all, everything that they've been saying. And they stay there. So for the politicians, I think that, uh, uh, that, that have been pushing and supporting the Democrats' agenda and, and open borders, which is anti-black America, uh, abortion, which is anti-black America, I believe they've, they've sold out. They're, they're not in it for us as a community. They're in it for themselves and what they can get. Let's uh, unpack that even more when we're talking about selling out uh, here, because you and I, we do what we do, not because it's popular. We do this because it's right, folks. Uh, There's a whole lot of other things that David and I could be doing without being called names and threatened and all this type of thing, you know, that that make life a whole lot easier. But we do this because we believe it's right. Now, that's, that's where I want to take up this question with you, David. Are there then uh, those who don't care if it's right as long as they get paid? Is that what we, we see emerging on the side of uh, uh, Democrat Marxist? Uh, is that the direction that the party is going? They don't really care what's right as long as the agenda of changing and uh, America fundamentally occurs. Talk to us about that. I do. You know, I, I still believe that there is, uh, you know, there's a hatred and an evil that works through people. And let's take the color out of it, right? The, there is an enemy that, would, that seeks to kill, steal, and destroy everything we have and who we are. And that enemy will work through anybody, regardless of their race. But then he will use that race if it reinforces the hatred that they can uh, that that person will use to drive them in a direction of a certain agenda. So you take that, for instance, with the Marxism that is rising through the Democrat Party. It's not even a lick of it on the Republican side, on the conservative side. It's rising up through the Democrat Party. We've got an avowed socialist, which is just the little baby brother of communism. It is its roots are in Marxism. And the agenda and the goal for that is to destroy our way of life, our economy, our society, uh, our country. And it is rising up through the Democrat Party. I believe that it's able to do that because it has its roots in that same hate and evil. And if somebody will hate something enough, it'll drive them to do things that aren't for the country's best interest. Let me ask you this then, David. Uh, with that in mind, my special guest is David Harris Jr. David Harris Jr. dot com is where you can find his latest work, uh, Why I Couldn't Stay Silent, uh, there. And he and I are both advisory board members for Black Voices for Trump. Black Voices for Trump. David Harris Jr., C.L. Bryant on with you here today. David, uh, when we think about then uh, what you are saying, um, we think about the wrestling of not between flesh and blood necessarily, but between, you know, forces that uh, are actually spiritual. Uh, When we look at this president's stance, 
in defending religious freedom. Talk to the audience about your perspective on why at this moment, in this time, that God would place a person seemingly unlikely as Donald John Trump at the helm of a nation like America. Talk to us about it, David. Well, as I had researched and as I had begun to research about Donald Trump when he was running, some things you know stood out to me. The ice skating rink in New York City, where for years the city couldn't get the ice skating rink in Central Park working. They couldn't get it to make ice. Uh, they spent millions and millions of dollars, and they still, after years, couldn't get it finished. Donald Trump came in and said, I'll get the job done. He got it, he got it done under budget and got it done in a few months. He knows how to get the job done. Um, I also uh, think about the young woman that had uh, uh, lost her her family, the American Idol singer. Her name is totally blanking me right now. But um, she's uh, a a young black gal, and her mother, I believe, and brother were murdered. And Donald Trump took them in, said, stay in my hotel. You know, stay in my hotel, free of charge. Um, He didn't care. You know, he took care of her uh, and her family. Just just like the story of Marlando, when blacks and Jews were not being allowed in at Palm Beach inside of country clubs because it was the white elites, Donald Trump said, no, we're going to we're going to change that. He got Marlago and he opened it up to blacks and Jews. And he's got a history of getting the job done. He's got a history of championing uh, what should be civil rights issues. Um, he was friends back in the, in the 80s with the Jesse Jacksons that were you know, pushing for the Rainbow Coalition, that were trying to help uh, black people in, in, in those areas have more of a prominent role in business in New York. And he's got a history of getting the job done. Now, when I look at why God would choose a man like that, well, I think God likes people to get the job done. And I think that I think that God likes a person that gets the job done over the person that talks about how they should do it or why they shouldn't do it or or just sits there spinning their wheels. And when it comes to an individual that is that is true to their word, that gets the job done, and then at, at, at some point in his life, I know he had a heart change towards God. He's then championing the rights of unborn babies. He's championing our ally in Israel. He's championing religious liberties in our country. Um, he's championing the very things that Christians should want to support him for. And the backlash that's even coming from the so-called Christians or pastors, uh, there's been articles out there from Christianity Today, which is now a far-left-leaning rag magazine, just uh, a part of the Democrat arm. It, it really, I really believe that it is, uh, that want to talk about how his rhetoric makes, makes him um, uh, unvotable. It, it makes it he, he's not even, you know, shouldn't be a person we can vote for. It's ridiculous. It is absolutely ridiculous. At, again, go back to my It is absolutely ridiculous, David. Look at who he stood up for, and he stands up for all of us. Absolutely. Absolutely. David, uh, tell the people once more and again how they can come to you, get a hold of you, bring you to where they are, if they're so inclined. Uh, how do would, How would they do that? Yeah, com. I do have a contact form on there uh, that people can reach out to me if, uh, if a person would like me to speak at their event. Um, I have a contact form where you can, you can request that as well for speaking engagements. I have a show now. I'm stepping up to get in the podcast game like you, my brother. The, the David J. Harris Jr. Show is found on uh, Spotify, iTunes, and Google Play. 
Uh, I do some, uh, I, I have amazing shows where I cover news and topics and do some amazing one-on-one interviews, which I'd love to have you on my show, CL, and really do a deep dive with you when time uh, permits. But um, that is, that's a new baby of mine that I'm really proud of is that podcast. And then um, all my handles are David J. Harris Jr. We're going to make it happen. Michelle, we're going to make that happen with David Harris Jr. uh, here in just a couple of weeks. Listen, man, God bless you and God keep you. Continue to fight the good fight. I know that you will because you are David Harris Jr. Um, I'll talk to you on the trail. I'll talk to you real soon. Thank you for being on with me, my friend. My honor, CL, again, prayers, support, encouragement, strength. Your mind, your heart is right. Papa has her right where he wants her. He's, he, she, she's living the life we, would, we can only imagine right now, and she's cheering you on. She's championing you, and you have a lot of friends in this fight with you, my brother. So uh, continued prayers, strength, and just resting in the peace that only comes from Papa God. Bless you, my brother. Thank you, friend. I'll talk to you soon. I'm CL. This is the CL Bryant Show, and that was my good buddy, David Harris Jr. And uh, I uh, really am appreciative of everybody, everybody who has, in fact, uh, uh, given us the support that we uh, so desperately, I needed so so desperately, I desperately needed it uh, here in these past a uh, couple of weeks I've, I've desperately needed it and you've given you've been there for me and I thank you for that uh, as we um, approach the uh, noon hour in uh, the central time zone and we will be looking at um, Joe Biden and the communist <laughs> after the top of the hour Joe Biden and the communist You need to hang around for this one because it will give you a firm, definite, irrevocable idea as to why the Democrats are losing their minds. There's nobody on the horizon that can save them unless they come to Jesus right now while they have time. We'll be back to talk about it. I'm CL. Don't go anywhere. We'll be hollering hollering at you in a moment. I'm just a pilgrim on this road, boys. I'm just a pilgrim on this road, boys. Broadcasting from within the borders of the greatest success story the world has ever known, the United States of America. It's time for an honest discussion from a fresh new conservative voice. The C.L. Bryant Show.
Welcome back. Welcome back, everybody, throughout the fruited plains of the greatest nation on the face of the planet, the greatest success story the world has ever known, and that is America. I'm C.L. Bryant. Welcome aboard as we journey through our American uh, lifestyle and lifespan as uh, citizens of this great nation. Building the bridge to conversation as we go here on the C.L. Bryant Show. Well, folks, it is official. The World Health Organization, WHO, has uh, expressed increasing alarm about mounting infections. And the World Health Organization has declared uh, uh, that the global corona virus crisis is now a pandemic. It is now a pandemic. Wow. Right when we were on the verge of seeing our world break out of its shell. Along comes this virus that caused us to retreat back inside again for good cause. Self-preservation is always a good cause. I think so, don't you? As I have always questioned these things, as all these viruses and, and various uh, maladies upon mankind come about, other than the plagues of Egypt themselves, you know, the plague, the, the, the frogs and the, the, the uh, locust and the blood, and the darkness, flies. I, other than those plagues that I feel God himself brought upon those people. We look at things today as biologically uh, uh, viral or viral. They're biologically viral. I mean, breathing on another person is a far-fetched thing from the invasion of flies and crickets and frogs and so forth. It's, a, it's, a, it's, a, it's an incredibly different thing than that type of um, invasion or infection. And the uh, rate of uh, death for people over 60 and certainly over 70 years of age is amazing. And to tell you the truth, folks, when you look at the design that is set up in, in, this, uh, in our world today, it is designed to eliminate uh, voices with past wisdom on how 
we should live this thing and how we should go forward. It is indeed an absolute move afoot to dislodge that type of past wisdom from our American future. And um, now you may not be paying close attention to this, but on every side, there is an attempt to make the elder Donald Trump, Bernie Sanders, and Uncle Joe Biden all appear to be incompetent. Not up to the task. Regardless of which side of that political football they have to or happen to be holding, you need to understand this one thing. They are under attack for their age. All three of them. And this particular virus, just something to think about, is really geared toward taking out the elderly. <laughs> I'm just saying. I'm not uh, uh, in. I'm not uh, insinuating. I'm not insinuating that. I'm just saying that you have three presidential candidates who are in their seventies. All of them are subjects of ridicule. At any given moment, all of them are three white males. And you have a virus that floats around now in the air, transmitted through the air between people quite easily, in fact, that has become a pandemic, according to World Health Organization. And it seems to be very proficient at taking out older people. And it is the type of virus that you uh, had better get ready for every year. Which means that as you grow older, you had better inoculize, inoculate yourself against this virus that could take you out. Is that by design? I don't know. Who knows? Where did it come from? Where do they come from? We knew where the flies and the crickets and uh, the the locusts um, uh, came from. Huh? We We knew where they came from. But where do these viruses come from? Are they man-made or do they come from bats? I mean, where do they come from? 
because right now you are looking at a world economy slowing down drastically. And you see the president of the United States taking moves to uh, make things better for Americans who may very well face troubled times. Well, friends, it sort of fixes our wagon for us in a way because (laughs) there is nobody to blame Okay, you could you could say, okay, we're going to blame the Chinese, but where did this thing come from? Did the Chinese uh, bring this about? It, it, did they? Where did it come from? And so, friends, when we uh, look at what's about to happen in our on our globe. We are about to see, um, in many ways, chaotic situations because you're not going to be able to get some things shipped to you because they're hung up in certain ports that are not allowed allowing being allowed entry into this country. When people don't go to work, that also means that goods and services cease to be delivered in other ways as well. The economy slows down and people get laid off because you don't necessarily need you like we did before because there's no customers people are not coming out and what gains strength is conversations that take place and transactions that take place on the Internet. Oh, my, I wish we knew where these viruses come from and why they are placed the way they are. Interesting how at this point in time we see this type of slowdown and this type of outbreak across a world that was getting its act together because America had finally gotten its act together as far as its leadership was concerned. God himself had seen us through the dark days of Russian collusion. 
through the dark days of impeachment. God himself saw us through that. Looked like we were working toward peace with the uh, Chinese, working toward peace with the Koreans, working toward some type of peace with even the Taliban. And we're in the process, we were in the process of slapping the Iranians around the way they should be slapped around until they decide to do business the way we do business. But this coronavirus being a pandemic now, oh, it changes all of that. It changes that, baby. And we have not seen yet how it's going to actually affect, but it will. Oh, there's no doubt about it. It's going to affect you directly. And good chance it's going to affect your pocketbook. And friends, listen, there are folks out there talking about uh, alcohol, uh, cured uh, the disease cocaine would cure the disease and and all of that type thing all of that's of course a hoax you know but that it was it become big on the internet and so the chaos has begun over this the panic has begun over this and how many times how often are we placed in a position and we like being there. I'm going to talk to you about it when we come back after the break. We like being in positions of panic. We love it. Fear is something we crave. Yeah. So there it is. You have it. Uh, You have all of it that you want. You have all that you want right there. The coronavirus is now a pandemic. And that is exactly what the Democrats were wanting. We're going to talk about that when I come back as well, because it's true. That's exactly what they were wanting. Good for you is bad for them. But bad for you is good for them. You better hear me because right now that those are your choices. Communist Bernie or is he all there? Uncle Joe. Quite frankly, as we get older, we all begin to, you know, you know, slow down a step or two. I have, um, of course, I was so far out there and running so fast that um, my slowing down is still puts me ahead of the pack. Now, thank God for that. But just the same, my friends, 
there are some people who, if they slow down a step, it is very noticeable. And so it is with Joe Biden. So it is with Joe Biden. It's very noticeable, especially when you go back to the presidential debates between him and Paul Ryan. Joe Biden was good. He was sharp. And he won at least one of those debates. No doubt about it. May have won them both. But that is not, not the same Joe Biden that you see today. He is... He has slowed down a couple of steps, maybe a step. He slowed down. Joe's always gapped a little bit. He's always done that. But now that he's slowed down a step, the gaps are big time noticeable and attachable. They don't make sense. Hmm. So you have communist burning, boining, or are you all there, Uncle Joe? And, you know, hey, those are the choices, and it's driving the Democrats absolutely batty. They don't know what to do. They don't have any savior on the horizon, and they're not coming to Jesus the way they should. That's the only hope that Democrats have at this point in time. And that's to come to Jesus while you have time. They realize, though, their time is short. And they have but a little while. And so they're doing everything they can to bring about fundamental change to America. Don't you ever believe that they have forgotten the mission that the titular head of the Democrat Party placed them on when he was running for president of the United States. And that was to bring about fundamental change in America. Somehow this crisis they'll use to their advantage as well. The socialist Democrats. I'm CL. We'll be right back. Red State Talk Radio is now available as a voice command on your Amazon Echo and Echo Dot by simply saying, Alexa, play Red State Talk Radio. Red State Talk Radio on TuneIn. Turn to every single American. Now, we've been hearing all these stories about sanctuary cities, sanctuary cities that... You can now find us on the Amazon Echo and Echo Dot on TuneIn, on iHeartRadio, and we also have the phone apps in the App Store for your particular phone. And just in case we activated your Echo Dot, Alexa, stop. Our lips 
get high. Our hearts are bowing in reverence. CL, back with you on this great day in the USA. Thank you so much for coming along with us daily as we build the bridge to conversation throughout our great nation right here on the CL Bryant Show. Building the bridge to conversation right here over Red State and our other affiliates, Loving Liberty, uh, Liberty Roundtable. We thank both of you for bringing us into your families. Now, uh, friends, um, coronavirus is, (laughs) I guess, nothing to play with. Uh, especially if you're over, according to the World Health Organization, over 60 years of age, that would be me and many that I know. Um, but, of course, I'm, thank God, uh, in excellent health. Uh, I, I trust God for that and thank God for that. Um, and I tell those of you in my age group, that's even more reason for you to live well and live healthy. Uh, you're live healthier than you have been and perhaps time's past it's time for us to live healthier especially when we get the news that um, chances are we can live longer into our hundreds if we take good care of ourselves then comes a virus that's taking out older people. Isn't that interesting? Now, friends, um, this is what this is all you're seeing across the uh, across the the news spectrum is uh, virus, 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 and there's reasons for that. Even in so-called conservative news outlets. And it is because we are programmed. And, 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 and don't get me wrong, I am not saying that we should not take uh, this coronavirus outbreak seriously. I believe we very well better uh, take this seriously because however it got out there, it got out there at a very strategic time. We had better take this seriously. And and still the question comes from me, where did, where does this come from? Where did it come from? And of course now we're dealing with um, it's spreading around the globe and it's beginning to spread even more so in America. And um, now the president has done several things to help um, people who may be affected on their jobs by Corona. And the actions of this president have even been praised by the ultra-liberal governor of California. 
But yet, you have Democrats, socialists, Marxist Democrats, who live with one desire, and that is to create unrest in America. And they do. And they are planning on continuing doing that. So, make no mistake about it. When we see <laughs> um, these news pundits and people like Nancy Pelosi blaming something as unpredictable as a coronavirus on a person who happens to be president of the United States, you are seeing something so disingenuous, something so contrived and uh, manipulative that it should make all of you see right through what Democrats are about. They politicize everything. Anything that is good for you, it's bad for them. If the economy goes into recession, that is bad for you, but it's good for the Democrats because they have more ammunition to shoot at a successful president. So anything that's good for you as an American citizen is bad for Democrats. But what is bad for you, like being anxious, being off work, being put into situations that fear an outbreak of a virus like Corona is described with proof that it can kill with no real vaccine tested and tried. This could be bad. And the truth about it is we're moving as quickly as we possibly can. The president is moving at warp speed. Yet, there are things that are being closed down and shut down because, hey, 
can't take much chance. Now, in the midst of all of this, there are certain people who raise their heads, and um, one of them is um, alumni of LSU, James Carville. And um, for that reason alone, I uh, have given him space in times past. But we talk about raising uh, sort of a E.T., Gargillian, Gorgolian, whatever you want to call it, type of head or face out of the swamp. It'd be James Carville, right? I mean, have you ever... You know, you ever listen to James Carville talk? <laughs> it's amazing. Uh, he's he's a he's a force of absolute nature, but uh, Carville, Carville, uh, Democratic stat- uh, strategist uh, with Bill Clinton in the in the Clinton White House, says he believes the party will win back the White House. Talking about the Democrats in November. And to quote him, he is saying, uh, this is an opportunity that you you just don't see very often in politics. That's James Carville. And uh, he said, I mean, we have a chance to come in if we're smart and we have a chance to run the table in November. Now, uh, it wasn't much uh I didn't. I didn't get that. It wasn't much said. I mean, we have a chance to come in if we're smart, and we have a chance uh, to run the table in November. Okay, but he elaborates a little bit more by saying, "There's 55 percent of the country that wants to not be for Donald Trump." All right, um, that's a big number, according to. James Carville. We should do everything we can to maximize on that number. All of the evidence I see is people do not want Trump back. But we've got to run a strong persuasion campaign in Pennsylvania, Michigan, in Wisconsin, and in Florida. That's Carville's remedy is to run a strong persuasion campaign in those four states, Pennsylvania, Michigan, Wisconsin, and Florida. That's how you can take the mojo away from Donald John Trump. If you're the Democrats, we've got to do it. We have a chance to come in if we're smart, according to Carville. And we have a chance to run the table in November. The only thing true about what Carville is saying is the fact that it is true that they have a chance. But it's a snowball's chance rolling toward the open door that leads to the pit of hell. 
They could be successful if you absolutely stop doing anything. Oh, they could be successful if you absolutely stop doing anything. And then, of course, you would get what you deserve. And that would be to see the demise of your nation. You've been spared. You've been given a reprieve. Oh, I often say Donald Trump wasn't the savior of America, but he certainly was God's reprieve. And then um, there have been some things that the president has done that has actually uh, boosted our economy, saved unemployment, saved uh, it in ways that we have not seen before. Huh? As far as across ethnic lines, yet he's attacked. Yet. He's attacked. And friends, if I can say this to you, what's the alternative that we're facing here with Donald Trump? What is the other party actually presenting to stand alongside Donald John Trump? Let's take into consideration, uh, first of all, um, Joe Biden, who has run for president, I think this is his third time running for president. He's never gotten more than 1% as far as support is concerned. Now that he's out front uh, running wild in uh, the meadow uh, of America, uh, sure, his um, percentages are higher than he's ever seen at any point in time during his political career. And uh, Joe Biden has been around uh, since um, the Apostle Paul was a corporal in the army of Christ. He's been around a long time. He's now 78 years old and his best years as far as a communicator. I mean, you know, Joe Biden may live to be 150 years old. But right now, without, uh, you know, this two words, ginkgo biloba, (laughs) without that, uh, Joe, you you seem to be and you, you appear to be a step behind. But he is the front runner. For the Democrats. And to their chagrin, uh, they defiantly wanted you to think that they were actually wanting Bernie Sanders to be their nominee. Psych. (laughs) Oh, no, they didn't. They never did. Did you actually think that they wanted Bernie Sanders 
to be their nominee. Now, there are some on the left, the French left, who really want Bernie. And those were the numbers that you were seeing in uh, the states that he was soundly trounced in during uh, the primary season. You were seeing the fringe, which tells you another thing. There's not many of them. They're on the fringe. And they wanted um, Bernie Sanders in his Looney Tunes ideas as far as bankrupting the country. They wanted him to be they're Pied Piper, and he was. He, he was for the longest time. But when you trot him out on the road, right now, against, in, in, the, in the era, in the time of Donald John Trump, in the day of Donald John Trump's economy, and in, in the day of Donald John Trump's military, in the day of the way he's handling just on the spot, this coronavirus that's breaking out into a pandemic, the way the president is using uh, his personality to be a force for all of us as Americans to keep us safe. They're put. They're going to put Bernie Sanders up against him, or Joe Biden. What kind of fools do they think you are? And if we should wake up for some reason on November fourth, I think the the elections on November third uh, coming up in November. If we wake up on November fourth and Donald John Trump is not still president of the United States, and you have someone like Joe Biden, or you have someone like Bernie Sanders, who is now president of the United States, friends, you will have what you deserve. You got to very be very sure, and you've got to make very sure. That that never becomes a fact of American life. Acacia Cortez became Congresswoman Cortez because she was out there. I'll be back. Thought I was worth saving, so you came and changed my life. You thought I was worth. So you clean me up inside You thought I was to die Red State Talk Radio is now available as a voice command on your Amazon Echo and Echo Dot by simply saying, Alexa, play Red State Talk Radio. Red State Talk Radio on TuneIn. Turn to every single American. Now, we've been hearing all these stories about sanctuary cities, sanctuary cities that... You can now find us on the Amazon Echo and Echo Dot, on TuneIn, on iHeartRadio, and we also have the phone apps in the App Store for your particular phone. And just in case we activated your Echo Dot, Alexa, stop. Stand up for America. Then Americans, stand up, stand up, stand up. God bless you. God bless America. I do. 
Stretch of the CL Bryant Show today, uh, a great day in the USA. So glad that you come along with us as we build the bridge to conversation right here and throughout our great nation over Red State, Red State Talk Radio uh, throughout the fruited plains. I uh, thank all of uh, our affiliates uh, who are there with us, uh, um, who have our show throughout uh, the globe, uh, Loving Liberty, and, of course, um, Liberty Roundtable, who uh, are there with us. Uh, Thank you so much for bringing us into your family. I was saying uh, here that um, (laughs) Ocasio-Cortez became Congresswoman Cortez because she got out there. She was out there. She was knocking on doors, doing it the old-fashioned way, the grassroots way. Yeah, she was knocking doors. And so people who went to vote, they voted for who they saw at their door. And for some reason or other, I think uh, what has truly happened Uh, particularly with the black vote, is that they have voted for who they have seen uh, come through their um, knocking on their door, to their jobs, uh, churches for sure. Uh, You know, that's who they have seen as Democrats. And um, when you get a pay bump, on a job, a different contract on a job where you're a union employee and you know that the union is all um, on board with Democrats, uh, then naturally, you know, you're voting for who brought you to the dance as far as economics is concerned. It's all it all boils down to economics. Yeah, when it comes to politics, there's no question about that. It boils down to economics. And uh, anyone who is not uh, in tune to the uh, economic effect that this uh, hoopla, this steer that's going on when it comes to coronavirus uh, being a pandemic, if you are not able to see the economic problem that that can present for you just hang around a little bit longer and if uh, the president and his men uh, do not come to a conclusion and they have been on uh, the fast track to finding um, a a anti um, uh, anti antibody biotic an anti serum, antiviral serum to this coronavirus. If the president's men um, um, don't come up with something here soon to thwart this, you're going to see a definite slowdown in the American economy that may very well affect you in a way that um, just, what, a month ago? 
we were not talking about. We were not talking about this. And I think about, uh, too, uh, who and how it affects uh, people. And I think about the extra precautions that people who have sick relatives. I, uh, of course, all of you know now that I've lost uh, my wife, uh, Jane. She's gone on to glory uh, there with our Lord. Savior Jesus Christ, uh, the lifestyle that she and the life that she is enjoying at this very moment, eyes have not seen, ears have not heard, neither has have we ever thought about and into our hearts what God has in store for those who love him and Jane loved him. Um, yes, and the promises of our Lord and Savior are true. And so she's enjoying that now, but if she were still here, another concern that um, we would have had would have been her being exposed to people who were not with coronavirus, but people who were sick, you know, because, you know, that's what you're always cautious of when you're dealing with people who have um, cancer and that type of thing. And the oddest thing about this whole deal to me, and it may not seem like anything to anyone else, but it seems so strange to me, is that you have three in their 70s white men running for the presidency of the United States. It may very well be the last time you see that happen in the United States. And each one of them is a a target, an object of ridicule by some group somewhere at any given point in time, right? Yes, they are. And um, it seems so odd to me. I mean, I'm not saying that there's anything... Uh, in the mix or in the off in the mixing up of all this, I'm just saying it just seems so strange when I consider um, what has happened and, and how it's happening and what's taking place is that you have a virus now that is actually uh, targeted that is actually most lethal to people over 60. In fact, the most people is taken out, I think it's the statistics statistically have been over 70. And it's amazing how the three top contenders for the presidency of the United States are all in their 70s. Right at a time where news journals or medical journals are saying that um, people who are 45 and older and under 85 at this very moment in America can possibly live into their hundreds quite um, normally here in the next couple of years. Isn't that amazing? 
how you have a virus that comes uh, supposedly out of China at a time when we are negotiating seriously with the Chinese on business that certainly will help our American farmers. It's so odd how this came about. The timing is so strange to me. It just seems strange to me how this has come about. And it also seems very strange that um, we don't know where these viruses come from. As I was saying earlier in the uh, broadcast, uh, when you look back on biblical plagues, we know where they came from. God allowed them to occur. And they occurred through nature. Now, they are saying that maybe this coronavirus comes through um, bats and so forth, but no, uh, maybe not. It raises a question. It brings to the table a question. Is there a design in what we are seeing here? We do know that there is indeed and have been indeed a deep state doing what happens when there are shadow governments within a government like ours. Is that then something more global going on? I'm going to try and have on with us before the week is over. um, My good friend, Pastor Rodney Howard Brown. I would like to uh, just hear his take on why something like the coronavirus is taking place now. And friends, don't get me wrong. I'm simply uh, offering uh, several possibilities. Uh, Do you think that viruses like this just occur? They could. I'm not saying that they don't. I know that people um, who come in contact with other people, there is no telling in these days and times what you may come in contact with. I'm not saying that this is not a natural occurrence among humanity. It has happened before. But now that we have the opportunity, now that we have the tools to actually manipulate certain things in our environment, is it possible that we are able to bring certain diseases so-called viruses about. Are we able to do that? 
Is it far-fetched to even consider that this has been done when it comes to the coronavirus? Not saying that it has been. I'm simply asking the question, is it possible to do? Well, we do know that it is possible to have a shadow government within a government. Is it possible to see this occurring on a global scale where you have this oligarchy, this group of people, who call the shots, shot callers, big ballers, shot callers. They're the ones who know what's going to happen next. Did you see the coronavirus coming? There are some who are saying that there are people who did. Where did it come from? Where do they come from? And If they are by design, what is the purpose in creating economic slowdown? Well, I want to thank God for bringing us to the close of another day. And I want to thank him for our men and women throughout the globe who defend our right to speak our mind. And until I'm able to speak to you again, I'm CL. And may God bless and keep you all. (laughs) 